I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Canto by Dispatch. Today I'm Brittany and joining me today, as always, is my friend Emily Lynn. Hi, Emily. Hi, Brittany. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Just got back from a week long vacation in Arizona. So How was good. that? It was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I went with uh, Carlos's family, and it was awesome being able to spend so much time with everyone and everyone and the kids. I got to hang out with my little nieces and nephews, so that was really nice and a lot of fun. And we went to the Grand Canyon one of the days. That was fun. That sounds cool. I love the Grand Canyon. I know. It was a three-hour drive from where we were staying, so it was a little bit of a drive. We woke up, like, really early to to get there, and it reminded me of, like, my family vacation road trips because we would always get up, like, at right before, like, sunrise or the sun would still, you know, be like, do I want to come up? Do I want to stay down? And we would just be out all day doing things, so it reminded me of brown family vacations so that was always fun but it was a beautiful day there wasn't really any people uh we saw more wildlife than people so that was good um we took a nice detour back and went through Sedona and that was awesome because it was it was like pouring rain and it, it just, I, I love that area, Sedona and like Flagstaff. Like I love all the trees. I love seeing like the wild horses and the wild cows, just wild animals, just all the animals. I love them. <laughs> that sounds like a good trip. Sounds like a chance to recharge. Yes, that is what I needed. My aura is, I don't know. It just everything is good. Like what? What? How? What? Do, how do people explain their aura? Like, are auras like colors? Are they like clean? Like, is my aura clean? Like, I don't know. I don't. I. I think colors, but I mean, I. I don't know because I don't pay attention to that bullshit. <laughs> oh no! But I don't know. I'm. 
I'm happy that I was able to relax for a bit because I admit sometimes I, I don't know how to do that. So nice recharging of the batteries. How was your week, Emily? It was okay. I mean, it was pretty uneventful. I didn't go to the Grand Canyon or anything. <laughs> uh, I did finish up the animated Harley Quinn TV show that was on whatever the DC streaming service was before HBO Max came out, and now it's on HBO Max. It's really, really good. Oh, that's I've, good. I very much enjoyed it. And it has an ending... But I hope that they do a third season anyway, because it's fucking hilarious. And it's so like the animation's great. And I just love their takes on the characters and the voice cast is really good. Oh, that's good. Like Giancarlo Esposito does Lex Luthor and it's awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. But I highly recommend that for people who haven't seen it. I I had seen the pilot when it first came out, and I'm like, this fucking sucks, and never went back to it. But then I heard a bunch of people talking it up, so I decided I'd finally give it a go. And once I got past the pilot, I'm like, oh, no, this show is actually really good and very funny. That's always unfortunate about the pilot, because usually, like, the pilot episodes are a little... It's either you're, like, in 100% or you're not... The pilot seemed like it was trying way too hard to be like one of those edgy adult cartoons. But like when you get into the actual show, like, yeah, there's still like it's hyper violent and there's lots of sex jokes and stuff, but they're smart and funny. And like it's a show that actually cares about the characters and you see like the development of Harley and the development of her relationship with Poison Ivy and it's it's actually like there's some parts of it that's genuinely like moving and sweet. I really like it. That's good. That's good to hear. It's nice when a good show comes out or just something entertaining is able to be watched, especially during these times. Have you been keeping up with everything, all the DC stuff with the DC con or whatever the hell they're calling it? I mean, the only thing I really cared about was the trailer for the Batman. How'd you like it? I really like it. Um, You know, I don't think every superhero movie should be dark and gritty. And I don't like like. Like, Zack Snyder is, like, does dark and gritty for the sake of being dark and gritty and doesn't actually, like, know what to do beyond making things dark and edgy. And he thinks dark and edgy is the end of it. Whereas I think Matt Reeves is a smart director who's, like, it's going to be a darker, like, take, but I don't think it's going to be, it's not, like, to prove how dark and edgy he is, which is how I always feel like Snyder is. Yeah, Snyder's an interesting person. I saw his uh, Snyder Cut trailer. Oh, Jesus. You know, no, I have no idea what is that. But, I mean, I don't know. I like Matt Reeves, and I think the cast is fucking awesome. I think Patterson looks great. Um, I'm, I'm excited for Dano as the Riddler. Riddler's my favorite Batman villain. Uh, 
Colin Farrell as the Penguin is going to be amazing. Did you watch it? I did. I really liked it. I love seeing Robert in the suit. I loved hearing him say that he was vengeance. Oh, just. I love a man in a suit. I think I think it's gonna be good. Um, I think um, no, I just like again the cast is so good. I like the aesthetic of it. Like it's got a little bit of a kind of like old fashioned like like melodrama look to like the way Gotham looks, even though it's like modern day. Like it's got like this kind of almost fifties stuff that some of the Burton movies had. Like aesthetically, I think it's gonna be right up my alley. Yeah, there's nothing better than an aesthetically pleasing movie like the different like hues and just uh I don't know. I have a good feeling about this. I know that we have already had like so many like Batman movies in the past like couple of years and you know, we've had Batfleck and we'd have uh all the other people that were Batman, but I don't know. I have a good feeling about Robert no, I think it'd be great. Oh, and I did. You, I watched some of the Suicide Squad stuff. Oh yeah, me too, dude. That's gonna be good. It looks fun as hell. It looks like that's what the first movie should have been. I know, like James Gunn, that is in his arena doing movies and action and hyper violent, <laughs> hyper violent shit. Like that movie's gonna be violent as hell. Like I mean, you could tell, like just like. The slew, because the, the watched the both behind the scenes one and the one that was just like the character introduction one, and just the fact that there's like twenty different characters listed there is like okay, like eighty percent of these people are going to die horrifically, and it's going to be great. I loved our asshole Captain America, John Cena. That's going to be fun. I forgot Peter, he was in it. Yeah, Peter Capaldi's in it, which I'm super excited for. And I just I I think it's I think it's going to be the right tone, which is like, yeah, like ultra violent, but stupid, fun, ultra violent. Yeah, I love it. Like, I think it's going to be like because, you know, he got his start with like horror, like Slither is like a like disgustingly violent movie. That's all like gross body horror shit. And I hope some of that seeps into this. And he did the live-action Scooby-Doo. Oh, that's right. A great film. No, that's a terrible movie. It's so good. Have you ever seen it? Yeah, I watched it like a couple weeks ago because one of the podcasts I listened to covered it. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> I well, it's, it. look, here's the thing is he he wanted it to be a different movie. Which is he wanted it to be like a more meta, like R-rated take and then it slowly got taken away from him he's talking about it an r-rated scooby-doo well yeah like or you know like not like hard r but like more like and this is not an r movie but from what how the way he talks about it you know like the brady bunch movie Mm -hmm. that's like it's not it's not like a brady bunch movie it's like and it's not quite a parody it's like you know it's a meta comedy about the Brady Bunch. And I think that's sort of the take he wanted to have on Scooby-Doo. And instead, yeah. they got all fucked up. Well, 
that's okay, though. I mean, it brought us the union of Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Geller, so I'm not complaining too much. But I don't know. I think it's exciting that we're getting all this footage from, you know, these movies because I feel like we're so movie deprived that just anything good is like great. And I don't know. I'm I'm just excited with everything that I've been seeing and everything I could potentially be seeing in the next couple of weeks, possibly with the Mandalorian trailer making its appearance. Because I swear to God, I thought it was going to make its appearance during basketball. So uh, you know what I did, Emily, is I sat down and I watched basketball. And you know what I realized is that I wish it was any other sport than the basketball. Like, I could sit down to watch, like, football. Like, football's entertaining. I could sit down and watch baseball. Like, I like baseball. Like, I like going to baseball games. I like, you know, all the baseball snacks. Like, hot dogs, nachos, beers, like, you know, you can get those at basketball games, too. Yeah, but just basketball, I just, it reminds me too much of soccer. Like, I despise soccer. Like, if I have kids one day, they, I mean, they can do whatever they want. I'm going to be that supportive parent, but I'm going to hope to God that they don't want to play soccer. Because, like, soccer is the most boring sport. I don't understand how you could say soccer is more boring than football, a game that stops every 15 seconds. But... It just it's it's strategy. Like soccer is just You don't think soccer a, is strategy? Are you a fucking insane person? No, it's strategy, but it just it's like the balls over here, the balls over there, the balls yes, over Yes, it it's just, a sport. That's what happens is balls move. I guess. But it just you know how just some balls are better than other balls? Yeah, and soccer at least there's action. Football is the most boring sport other than golf. I, I would rather watch <gasps> literally anything than football. Oh, I love golf. I love falling asleep to golf. Like I remember I was Oh, that's a good that's that's how you know it's an exciting sport. Well no, I just I like it. It's calm, it's peaceful. It's classist, it's, it's racist, it's terrible for the environment. What golfing is terrible for oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. All right. So if anyone has turned in their resumes and cover letters for the co host of Candlebite Plot podcast i can't even okay, say you don't podcast. even know the fucking name of our podcast so please please send them in to emily Catherine. i already know you filled one out we'll be interviewing you in the next couple of weeks but yeah just soccer is just not my favorite sport like that's the sport like that if if there's like a fuck mary kill between like football soccer and baseball i would kill soccer Fuck base, no, fuck football, marry baseball. I don't like basketball. I'm like, oh, like, I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it. I watched it when I was a kid because I like back when the Bulls had Jordan and Rodman and like all the like mid 90s people. But I won't, I won't watch it now. Regardless, we didn't get a Mandalorian trailer, but by the time this comes out, hopefully we will. Yeah, hopefully. Because by the time this comes out, it will be what should have been Star Wars Celebration. Exactly. And, you know, no rush. I mean, if, if you What are you talking about? I mean, if they don't want to release a trailer, then they don't have to. And Okay, I that is know. so dumb. I guess. We I have just, a, okay, first of all, we're Star Wars fans. We have a Star mm-hmm. Wars podcast. Mm-hmm. We want to know what's happening in Star Wars, but oh, mm-hmm. if they don't want to do like that's why do you always like oh it's they're not people you know it's a corporation. 
I guess I just I I guess I just think they're people too much. But then it's like I feel bad for people who like report it and then it doesn't happen and I'm just like it's okay sport. Like we don't have to have a trailer. Cuz then like everyone's like heckling them being like, "Hey, where's the trailer? Where's the trailer?" You said there was a trailer. Where's the trailer? And well, okay, like, that's a completely well, different issue than they don't have to release a trailer and I don't care if they release a trailer or not. Oh, no, I care if they release a trailer. If they decided to release a trailer right now, I'm going to be excited. But I mean, if they don't, then they don't. I'm just going to, you know, you're allowed to not like a decision a corporation makes. <laughs> I guess. I mean, like they're allowed to not do it is a different thing than they should or shouldn't do it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I've been so deprived of like Star Wars lately that just like, you know how like you don't have like brownies for a while and then you think like, you know, I could live without brownies. But then it's like you have a brownie and you're like, this is the greatest thing I've ever had in my life and I'm never giving you up. Like, I literally that's... ate a brownie 15 minutes ago. Oh, really? What kind of brownie? What do you mean? What kind of brownie it was a fucking brownie? Well, I know, but there could be like different things in it. Like it could be like a don't, double. Don't like don't a chocolate put fucking chip. shit in your brownies. Just make brownies. Thank you, because people do that, and it's so annoying when you bite into a brownie, you taste like nuts or something, or like I, I, no, like just give me a plain, plain ass brownie. Just give it to me straight. I made the Catherine Hepburn brownies from the New York Times. It's the best brownie recipe because they're super fudgy. They're not cakey. Fuck cakey brownies. Google the Catherine Hepburn recipe. It's the best brownies ever. And they're super easy to make. I'll put it in the show notes. Anyway, we don't have Mandalorian trigger and I'm annoyed. But again, by the time this comes out, which will be Friday, hopefully we'll have one. Or at least like we'll be getting one like that night or that weekend since again but when this comes out it would be it would have been star celebration that's so trippy like usually i like a week or two before a convention or something i make a whole list of things that i need to bring like you know how many dresses how many spirit jerseys how many this or that and you know thank god i had my trip where you know i was able to do that but it feels weird that i'm not sitting here right now and thinking of all the things i need for a star wars celebration in anaheim it's crazy right now i should be super stressed about traveling <laughs> and i'm not and i'm just i'm really fucking sad like i really wanted to see people i know me too like, right out now, I should be frantically editing my, like, fanfic for the live Steel Wars show and freaking out about that. And I should be, like, double-checking my plane ticket reservations and I should be making sure I have all my shit and, like... It like, getting pumped for a Cassian Andor panel and, like, hoping that Mendo is going to come out. You know that he would definitely come out the way that he did at Celebration <laughs> Europe. Like, cape and everything. What if they give him a new cape? Like, a new, like, what What colors do you think Mendo would wear? Maybe No, like no, 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 cape. no. It's the white white uniform all the way. Well, it's a white uniform, but maybe the cape, like, changes colors with, like, seniority or ranking or something. <sighs> that would look dumb. <laughs> maybe. Also, he is described in the Prince well... He's not named, but he's described in the in the Leia Princess of Alderaan book. And he's got his white outfit. Oh, I didn't know that. That's awesome. 
Yeah, it's an unnamed cameo. She sees like somebody like she's I don't even remember the exact circumstances. It's just like a thing where she sees this white clad caped imperial officer. That's our boy. What would be the thing at celebration? I mean, besides like hanging out with friends, what would be the thing at celebration that you'd be most excited about if it were happening? I think the Obi-Wan stuff, like if there was like an Obi-Wan panel, like I think I would cry if I saw Ewan McGregor. Wait, yeah, because I think I I think I did at D23. Wow, I totally forgot that I saw him. Oh, I get teary eyed thinking about it. Like it just it's a childhood (laughs) dream, like being able to see like Obi-Wan Kenobi. God, I fucking love him. Like, God, you should have seen me there. Like I've been searching for like the past year because everyone does like live streams of you know panels and everything and I've been trying to find one where you can just hear me just scream for (laughs) Ewan McGregor like I was just like a little girl at a Jonas Brothers concert like I was going nuts like I was so excited oh that panel was amazing and that's a thing that sucks is that I don't think anything could ever beat that Disney plus panel last year at the Disney convention like I don't know if anything Star Wars can I don't know if anything anywhere else I can go but it just it's just jam-packed with just all the things that I love and 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 I know with Star Wars you know there's like the Cassian panel and there'd be like an Obi-Wan panel and there would be um I don't know maybe Ryan Johnson would do something and I don't know, but I just, I don't know what panel I would like do everything in my power to go visit. What about you? Um, I mean, the casting one would have been big because that's like, that's the show I'm most excited about right now. And it would have been cool if it had like O'Reilly or somebody like that because I love me some Mon Mothma and, you know, like maybe we would have gotten an official announcement about Tarkin which would have been great um Mandalorian would have been good I mean because we would have gotten the new trailer and you know maybe found out like Ahsoka or something like that but I don't know I'm just uh, I'm just sad me too like I'm I'm sad that I can't be our friends uh, Disney tour guide. I'm sad that I can't lead our friends into downtown Disney adventures, you know, trying Dole Whip for the first time and, you know, going to the different, you know, restaurants and breweries and just having a good time, you know, maybe catching a baseball game because the Angel Stadium is right there. I don't know. It, it really sucks, but in a way, it makes me really excited for the next opportunity that we're given to have something like this because of the circumstances with everything going on and just how much better it's going to be, you know, in two years being able to actually like hug everyone and maybe. to have a good time, maybe. I don't know. Like, I want to be able to hug people and hug my friends and, you know, share memories you know have great times and I don't know it's weird like that kind of stuff like seems like so foreign now like 
I've almost like accepted that celebration is not going to happen. And like, I, I feel obviously like I'm sad. I can't see my friends, but it just, it's something that's just, I don't know, like not on my radar, but just, it's like, I've accepted it, but it makes me like so excited for when the opportunity arises for us to be able to safely see each other again, because I can't sit there and think of, you know, shit that sucks because then i'm gonna sit here and get really sad but two years is just so long and like i was like i i I thought i'd accept it more but now that we're like you know in the time when it was supposed to happen it fucking sucks like i wanted to see all of our australian friends again and you know georgie and jonesy were gonna come over and Yeah, God, I would have loved to meet them. I would have had a nice bouquet of socks for Jonesy. <laughs> but I just, you know, I don't know. Like, I mean, yeah, like all the Star Wars stuff sucks because I really like, I, you know, it's fun to go to panels and it's fun to like see trailers in all like big crowded room and all that. But I also just wanted to hang out with my friends. And have like, yeah, you know, there's there's like Zoom and Skype and all that, but it's very different than like staying up all night in the basement talking with Eric Struthers like one on one. Like that's a different thing than like DMing somebody being like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> in a basement. Yeah. Yeah. That was a fun little basement at Celebration Chicago. Like we held, God, there was like 20 people at a time. We think once in that little basement in Echo Base. Yeah, I I definitely wish I was seeing everyone, and I don't know, like, who would come, like, two years from now. Like, I would love to see Chris Fresh. I would love to see Frouche. I would love to see all of our Australian and American friends and just all of our friends. Our United Kingdom friends. Our, you have so many friends. I'm so blessed. Yeah, but no, I mean, hopefully they at least take advantage and we get some announcements like over the time period when the con should have been. But the fact that they haven't like said that they're making any is kind of discouraging. I mean, look how long before DC's fandom thing they were advertising it. Like, so, I, I mean, I know we're not going to get anything, like, that big, obviously, but the fact that I haven't even said, hey, next week there's going to be a trailer or stay tuned or anything like that is <laughs> disheartening. It's almost like they've forgotten that we exist. And I know they have that little, like, Facebook show every week. I don't think it's doing that well, but... Well, yeah, because they haven't got nothing to talk about. yeah. And that's the thing, too. I think that's also why just that there's been, like, no communication. Like, I know different fandoms, it's it's the same. But, you know, that's why, you know, DC came up with this little fandom thing was because they have so much to offer and they have so much, you know, they're doing right now. You know, like the Batman, like they've only they've only filmed like 20 percent of that movie and they gave us a trailer like that's that's pretty bitchin'. But I don't know, like, 
not that I feel like Star Wars doesn't exist right now, but just they're kind of acting like they don't exist. And it just... Which is insane when they've got the Mandalorian, they've got Obi-Wan, they've got Cassian, they've got like the Bad Batch, they've got at least another couple an- like animated show like they're working on. Maybe they just don't know what they're doing, which is definitely problematic, but... Well, there was a worrying... I mean, I don't know about worrying, but uh, I-, I think maybe actually worrying, which is... um. Kathleen Kennedy was talking to the rap and and this was about like the future of Star Wars and I think you know talking about the movies because you know when they first took it on their goal was wrapping up the Skywalker saga but then she says and now we're stepping back stories have been told within this universe over the last 40 odd years and now there's the realization that this is a mythology that actually spans about 25,000 years when you really start to look at all the different stories that have been told whether it's in books or in games We just need time to step back and really absorb what George has created and then start to think about where things might go. That's what we've been doing, and I had a great deal of fun doing it and meeting with lots of different filmmakers and talents. There's so many fans out there and so many filmmakers that have been influenced by Star Wars for so long that it's a fantastic opportunity to get a sense of who wants to be part of this. So that's what we've been doing. Which is all well and good, except, like... I want them to have a better plan of that when we're supposed to be getting movies in a couple of years. Yeah. Sounds like they don't know what they're doing. Like they just commit to something like have a direction. It's weird seeing all the different fandoms and just what they're offering to us right now and then just seeing Star Wars kind of just radio silent. Yeah, like they seem so gun shy about it and that like, I I mean, even honestly, even if they pick a direction, I don't particularly like like on paper, I would be reassured to know that they have a direction. <laughs> they're just really insecure and it. It shows just with the amount of communication, like, you know, that that makes a good relationship communication. And they really haven't been communicating with us, the fans. Like, you can't just, like, announce a director every six to nine months, but then not give us any more updates on it. And that's the thing is that they're so insecure about that that they think, well, we're going to announce this person, but who knows if they're actually going to stay on because no one wants to because we take such creative control from them to the fact where it's not worth it for them to want to do it anymore. Mm. I just, I don't know. Hold them to do something. I really want to see a Mandalorian trailer. Hopefully by, you know, this time next week we'll have seen it. Yeah, I hope so too. I hope we get it just so that we all have something to be excited about because Star Wars isn't really giving us anything we should be excited about right now. Like, sure, you know, they're giving us announcements that, oh, this person's going to be in this show, but we also don't know if this show's going to happen because a lot of things are talked about but don't actually happen i just want i want to hear the theme music come up i want to get like a sweet 
Moff Gideon voiceover, a la the uh, Werner Herzog voiceover we had in the in the season one trailer. Like, give me a good villain speech with lots of dramatic cuts and a couple more sunsets. And just give me a little shot of Baby Yoda. That's all I really want. Yeah. He's so great. Fuck, I love Baby Yoda. So weird. Like, just thinking about it all and about, like, celebration and... You know, it would be like constantly checking the weather right now to see what the temperature is going to be in Anaheim this week. Let's see. Yeah, it's in the 90s all week. Ugh. Cloudy, though. You know, and planning our first Disney trip together as, you know, co-hosts. You know, maybe we would get like co-host shirt or we would get like matching shirts matching canto bite shirts and roam around the disney parks i don't do matching shirts i mean i have a canto bite shirt i don't i don't do matching shirts wow so you don't do autotopia and matching shirts that's crazy no i would have gotten you on that ride i don't know how but i would have I told you, you could fucking pay me and I'll go on it. Oh, I will, yeah. I want to bribe. But yeah. matching shirts, there's no amount of bribe that equals a matching shirts. Well, then fine. I will just, you know, you'll, I'll, I'll get you to tell me like what shirts you're going to bring. And then I'm just going to bring those shirts too. And, you know, I'm going to peek, you know, I'll see you in the kitchen and be like, okay, Emily's wearing the Candle Bite shirt. So I'm going to wear the Candle Bite shirt today too. Yeah, I would go change. <laughs> <laughs> oh no yeah i'm used to matching shirts because uh our family vacations like to like disney we would always do that or like we would always like we would well not always i think the last trip that we went on we all had like we had my mom had these shirts made from etsy and it had all of us as jedi and then the caption was like the force is strong in my family. <laughs> and I had all of our names. And then we had other ones too, but uh I don't mind a family shirt. You know, I like I like being part of something. So if someone Yeah, wants- I, I like my family, but I already like they're my family and I know them. I, I feel close enough to them without a fucking shirt. I guess, but I just like the feeling of just like you know, just unity and being able it just it's just it's fun. Like I love seeing all the different like family shirts at, you know, places or if you go on a vacation, like everyone wears the same color. Like I, I like that. That's that's fun. Well, you know, like the times when sometimes when, you know, Carlos and I are going out, like we both accidentally w- are wearing the same color. And I'm like, oh, it's like we're yeah, okay, accidentally wearing the same color is a very different thing than buying matching themed shirts. I guess I just I think it's fun, you know, just fun family activities. Like I just I think it's cute. Wearing a shirt is an activity. Yeah, it's just a fucking low bar. <laughs> Anything could be an activity. I don't know. It just it's fun. Like I just I love 
family trips and just yeah i like family trips i like my family but what if there were cool matching shirts like what there's, if they all had baby yoda that exists like what if they all had baby you could, you could just like get a shirt and be like hey let's all wear the same shirt and yeah then, and then it automatically becomes uncool by the fact that you're all wearing fucking matching shirts well, I think it's fine because, like, what if one of you gets lost and we know what each other look like? <laughs> I know, but you know, just you could just find the shirt, you know. Yeah, I can also find their face <laughs> or oh. call them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. What else would you have wanted to do in Anaheim? Mostly I just celebration. Wanna, like, mostly I just want to hang out with my friends and like eat food and like drink and shit. Oh yeah, there would have been many in and out trips. Um, what are some other good food places in Anaheim? Nothing rings the bell. You know, there's always like downtown Disney. Those are some great options for food. Um there's a lot of breweries near. There's like a brewery like a couple miles from the convention center that I've been to a couple times and it's good. But now that and I mean I don't like any of the touristy stuff. Like I don't even really care about going to Disney, but like Steel's live show I was really looking forward to. That was so much fun last year. Oh yeah, that was a lot of fun. Even though I was fucking terrified beforehand. <laughs> My favorite part was that Rusty was security. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's very tough. I mean, you look at Rusty and you just think bouncer. Oh, well, he's, he's, he's gained a lot of muscle now, so it's a little more believable. Okay. Yeah, the Brown family's muscling it up. Because there's nothing else to do in quarantine. But, yeah, it would have been fun to see him as security again. <laughs> oh, but still knows how to put on a show. And I think now that I've sat through it once, I'd be a little bit more comfortable going into the fan fiction. Yeah. I wonder whose guests would have been this time around. He always has somebody good. His guests are always good. Steel has good friends. Yes. Huh. Well, um, do you want to get to the email that we have? Yeah, we also, let me check Twitter because I solicited questions on there as well. Oh, yeah, we had a, <laughs> some very in-depth questions on, on, on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> Paul asks, why are you both so great? How do you handle being so great? Oh, Turbo says, "Who is your pick for the next Bond, and why is it Ben Mendelsohn?" Because <laughs> uh, there was a recent Mendo interview where he mentioned he would love to play Bond. Ooh, yes! Obviously, I'm all for that. Like he's done British accent before; he can do it. Um, and we've had an Australian Bond before, so it's fine. Um, yeah, I'd love to see, like, super suave tuxedo Ben Mendelsohn. He's just so cool. Like, yeah. 
driving the cool like sports car and you know i can see the nice suit yeah it'd just be good to like and obviously he'd make a perfect bond villain but i you know like you gotta want to play the hero sometimes and i think bond would be a good one because bond's also an asshole so i think that would work and Emily, you can audition and be the Bond girl. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, I'm very glamorous. Yeah, that'd be so fun. I'd love to see you in a movie. <laughs> what would your movie name be? What, like my, I mean, the, the Bond girl names are always gross. but Okay, so let me think of gross names. Uh, Scarlet. No. I, get, I don't know. I'm really bad with names. Yeah, I noticed. But uh, no, no, actually, I mean, really, honestly, my answer, even though he's older now, is still, um, it's still Idris Elba. I don't care if it's an older Bond. He still fucking kicks ass. And Idris Elba can be swab as fuck. Yeah, I agree. That's a good answer. I can't answer because I've never seen a Bond movie. You've never seen a single Bond movie? Never seen a single Bond movie. I've seen like snippets or actually. No, I think I went to see the last Bond movie in theaters. Because. Yeah, was that? A- oh, that's a weird one to choose because those Daniel Craig ones like have more continuity than most of them. Oh wait, never mind. I'm getting that confused with Mission Impossible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so I know I've never seen a Bond film. The Mission Impossible movies are good though. I never saw the last one. It's good with Henry Cavill. And his I think weird the, mustache. I, think I, and I don't remember if I saw the one before it or not. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, Paul is so sweet. Why are you both so great? How do you handle being so great? Paul, you are so great and wonderful and kind. And I miss you. And that would have been so much fun to hang out at celebration because he was our D23 guy. Like we had so much fun hanging out with Paul. Like Paul is such a delight. Yeah, he's a super good guy. Yeah. Love, love, love Paul and his sister. Wonderful people. All right. Do you want to get to other email? Yeah, right. I got an email. I see we got one from my fiance. Oh, how nice. I love when when our significant others email the podcast. Has Boo ever emailed the podcast? Yeah, I think he sent a fuck, Mary kill, like when we first started dating. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I guess I'm reading this one. Oh, yeah, I guess. Hello, it starts, hello there. Hello there, Canto Kittens. Sidebar, I'm not sure how I feel about that nickname. I like it. I think it's cute. We're a couple of kittens. 
Since all I do is bang on about my favorite childhood toys and properties, I was wondering what yours were. Obviously, there will be quite different due to generation gap, as Brit's insulting Ghostbusters of you showed. Star Wars can't be your only choice. Brit, you're looking amazing. Congratulations. I'm well done on all the hard work paying off. And Emily, hopefully I'll see you in my dreams. If not, I'm sure I'll be referring to your file in my masturbatory index. Lots of love. Fresh. Aw, thank, thank you, you for using Thank you for using masturbatory index, which is my preferred term over spank bank, obviously. Or wank bank or anything else that rhymes. I don't like rhymes. Yeah, thank you, Fresh, for the kind words. It's nice seeing everyone's reactions to my physical change and it's great i feel healthy i'm healthy and i've never felt better so that's the most important thing like you do Mm -hmm. look great but the fact that you're feeling good is is like that's what matters so what what are what were your like well but what were you into when you were a kid I was into Beanie Babies. I collected all the different Beanie Babies. Like you, you see, like if you search online, just generic ones. I had them all. I had all like the McDonald's ones. We would go to McDonald's all the time and get the different little ones. Um, we would get the Princess Diana ones. They had like the special ones every year. I had a whole shelf. I had probably like a six foot shelf with um, all filled with Beanie Babies. Nice. Yeah, and what else did I? Um, um, Star Wars action figures, obviously. Um, my brother collected um, Pokemon action figures, and we would always play with those. Were there and, any, like, Saturday morning cartoons or anything that we were really into? No, I mean, I would... You know, I feel like I... Saturday morning cartoons was like a little a couple years like before me because I wouldn't I would wake up on Saturday mornings and have to go to fucking soccer games because my siblings were playing soccer. So that was my Saturday mornings, unfortunately. But I mean, I would just watch like Nickelodeon, like I would watch like SpongeBob or Drake and Josh or, you know. Zoe 101 or you know Disney Channel like all the Disney Channel shows that were on there like that's so Raven like Hannah Montana was a little past my prime but I still watched it uh what else did I collect I collected those poly pockets but I only liked the redhead ones (laughs) okay um I used to play those with like my sister and brother we would all play with you know action figures or beanie babies um, we would use like the Star Wars ships as our houses. Oh, cute! The Millennium Falcon was a bitchin' house. Let me tell you. I'd live there. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Emily? Uh, let's see. Um, we didn't we didn't have cable until I was a teenager, so I never had any of like the Nickelodeon shows or stuff. But like afternoons after school they would have like disney afternoons which i guess were like the syndicated disney cartoons on like nbc or something and that would be um chippendale rescue rangers and tailspin and darkwing duck Hmm. and those sort of like 
for people my age, like the classic like '90s, like Disney cartoons. Um, those I always made an effort to watch. Um, I was never into like the the action cartoons, so I was never like He Man or Transformers or anything like that. Or and I never got into like Power Rangers. Um. I did watch a lot of Star Trek Next Generation, both like as it aired and also for a long time throughout like elementary school and middle school, it was syndicated and showed like there'd be an episode like Monday through Friday, like right like at three o'clock. So right when I was coming home from school and I would watch it like pretty much every day, which means I've seen Star Trek Next Generation all the way through many, many, many times as a kid. Like that was my big obsession. Like I went to... There, um, a start because they used to do like, like they still have Star Trek conventions. Like there'll be like a big one in Vegas every year or something like that. But it used to be something that was big enough where, like, you'd have them just pop up like multiple times throughout the year in different cities. And one time there was one in South Bend when I was in fifth grade, and my dad, like, took me to it. God bless his soul because he could not have cared at all. But I was super into Trek. And I had action figures and like I had a toy phaser and a tricorder. Um, we didn't have a ton of money when I was a kid. Um, but, you know, my parents always tried to make sure we had toys and shit. Um, sometimes it was generic off brands, but I would have had a lot of My Little Pony. I always really liked those. Um, mm. I had like the My Little Pony beauty parlor which is like a little plastic case that opened up and it would have like brushes and a little like plastic hairdryer and shit. I really like those. And I had quite a few Barbie. Um, I always liked the ones that were like kind of weird one. They had like a troll one. So it had like, it came with like a mini troll doll and also like little tufts of colored troll hair that you could stick in the Barbie's hair. <laughs> and I had a rollerblade Barbie and the rollerblades were those things. Like if you struck the wheels, they like sparked, Hmm. which was pretty fucking cool. But I never really, I don't know how much I like actually like played with the Barbies. I just often would like put on and off their clothes and change their outfits and stuff. And that's pretty much how I played with them. Yeah. Yeah, I had some Barbies, too. I remember for Christmas one year, I really wanted the, it was, like, this, like, purple-haired Barbie. And I remember being, like, so sad because, like, my parents didn't get it. And, like, they had, like, hinted that they were. But then, like, my cousin got it for me, and I was so excited. (laughs) Yeah. I'm trying to think if I had any other cool ones, but the troll one is the one that sticks out in my head the most. And we had like, I had some like Barbie dresses that my grandmother had crocheted. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. But no, yeah, Barbie, My Little Pony and Star Trek. I think those were the big things that I had. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there was anything else I had to. I mean, I would summers were 
playing my Nintendo 64. It's funny. My dad gave um, my our old Nintendo 64 to Araj. So um, that's all um, Araj was playing in Arizona was like a Super Mario. And it was fun seeing like that and just thinking like all the memories that I had on it, you know, are being passed down to, you know, my new family. So that was really cool. Yeah. Huh, but yeah, thank you, Fresh, for the email. It's always nice hearing from you. Oh, yes, have, thank you, darling. We have to get you back on sometime. We have to get all the dudes back on. Maybe we can have like a Canto Bite Dude podcast. Canto Bite Dude cast. That's, that's, yeah. That'd actually be a lot of fun. Yeah. We need to plan that. Hmm. Well, Emily, anything else you want to add to this delightful episode? I'm trying to think. Oh, I um, I gave up on the Dr. Afra novel. I'm not novel, but radio drama, whatever the fuck it's called. That bad, huh? I just, I started to get so annoyed. Well, here's the thing. is I already complained about, like, the character, but they started to really up the times when the narrator is addressing the listener. And it was that, like, you didn't think I was telling you everything, did you? And I'm like, oh, my God. I just, it, it, I, I, had to, I had to tap out. I was, I was done. Ugh. Like, it, like, it's not even that long, but there was a couple hours left. And I'm like, I could be listening to literally anything else and maybe should listen to something that's not enraging me. Yeah, if it's a chore, don't do it. It should be fun and exciting and entertaining, not like, oh, I, I gotta do this, so, you know? Yeah, or at least just, like, acceptable background noise. Exactly. And that's not acceptable background noise. Well, that's a bummer. Yeah, it's a shame. I had high hopes for it. Yeah. Hopefully something, you know, comes in the next couple of weeks or months that is up your alley and good. Yeah, that'd be nice. I mean, we've still got a while to wait for the um, the High Republic stuff, but and the certain point of view. Oh yeah, that's in November. It's on your birthday. Yep, I have it pre-ordered and everything. That's awesome. Anything else on your end? No, I think we covered everything. Everything DC, everything Star Wars, everything toys. It was a good a good one, a good variety of topics. But where can we find you in the podcast on social media? I am on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. The podcast is at Cantabite Pod, and you can send us email cantabitepod at gmail.com. How about you, Brittany? You can find me on Instagram as Brittany the Ginger. Check out my Grand Canyon pictures. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.
Here we go. Yo, 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 and away we go It's time to serenade my girl Lindo Sorry the ladies where I had to say no But if I'm cheating on Serena, it's on Canto No shame in the game Make even Rogue One seem tame But I blame it on Brit with a ginger main main Yeah, that's fire Love on the rocks leaves the love on my socks Lindo fanfic leaves y'all shocked Especially when y'all truly whips out his cock Canto bite Episode 100 Hey yo, I'm back, no fulcrum this time I'm on a flight to the bay and I'm writing some rhymes My top three running through my head, you know So I had to come correct when they hit the hundo My girls E and B deserve congratulations Our adulation for the weekly creation My last celebration was all about them But this time I gotta drop lines for our friends This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up, bitches all my Canto bitches Start off with my Aussies Catherine's a sweet one Brought cash into lunch With Canto bitch number one Josh made it a team And had bourbon and cornflakes The kind of ice cream That made him show me his old face Got to meet Turbo And throw back some brew Fish tacos in San Fran You know we approve Rebecca from Perth I haven't met you yet Last shout to Frushy Dude I didn't forget This is for the bitches Strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches All the Canto bitches This one's for my bitches Only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches all my canto bitches Rabia and Adele often email the show I cut a track on them trolls with Johnny Grasso Jesse McGee busted a rap for me Met her and horse be it scum and villainy King Tom Death Watch The most regal of fathers Got to behold the luscious locks of Strata Shouted Rusty last time so I shout a rush too You know the list ain't complete without lesson boo This is for the bitches Strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches All the canto bitches This one's for my bitches Only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches all my canto bitches Now if I didn't say your name Don't feel no shame You love the fun The games And refresher bangs Hang on every word Of Lindo's fanfic Where she describes Every vein in Mendo's dick Spread the word Maybe buy a t-shirt I don't know Maybe ask the girls If Yaddle squirts Take your CBD Send in your top three, And you'll always be A bitch like me Get him Eric